When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, distribute it everywhere, and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. So, no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans, to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I feel so supported in the creation and distribution of my show. Spotify for podcasters hosts masterclasses, office hours, and more to help creators develop and fine-tune their skills. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Just be so transparent in your intentions and your assumptions about the relationship that there's no what ifs and buts. It's just it is. And the right people will not leave you because you're enforcing the boundary. Don't be fearful of them leaving. If you're like, no, dude, I'm actually, I, I like you a lot and I really want to see what you think about maybe advancing this. And if they're like, mm, nah, you didn't lose a friend. You just lost someone who was just leading you on. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to or back to the show. Thank you so much for clicking on this episode. My name is Lily. I'm your host. And today I have the one and only Lexi. Hey guys. Lexi Rako. She's back. Hello. Back on the pod. This is your second appearance this season. The people want what the people want. The people do want you. A lot of feedback is that you're a very uh, highly favored guest. Wow. Thanks guys. You're my only repeat guest actually. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm a little sleepy today, but I have my coffee, so. I'm also drinking a coffee. We got some cold brew from Rise Up with oat milk. Well, Lily got it for me. I woke up at noon today. Sometimes now, you need to sleep in, though. It's now one ten. I woke up at, like, 12-something, but I texted her. I said, OMG, I just woke up. And she goes, well, I have coffee and a cinnamon bun waiting for you in the fridge. And I was like, you are the, just the best. Um... Well, I had like a really crazy weekend. We went to bed at an absurd time and then I had to get up and work. We didn't go to bed. We took naps. Yeah. 90 minute naps. 90 minute naps. And then I had to go to work. Between about five and six thirty. Yeah. Like five thirty to seven. Yeah. That's embarrassing. I haven't stayed up that late 
I think ever. Like I don't think I've ever pulled an all nighter like gone out until the sun rose. Really? Okay. Uh, I no, used, I probably have. I like to, maybe in college. No, I used to a lot. Like the summer after I graduated high school, I would stay up and like Jill and I would like go to Dewey and like watch the sunrise on our way back and like all this stuff. But like, no. It's not healthy when you're living an adult life. No, it's not. You have shit to do. Every now and again, though, it's okay. Yeah, like it's fun, and we had such a fun night. No, and like I would do it again. I was just tired because I had to go to I work. I would do it again, maybe like in Q4. Like, like I'm not going to do it again anytime soon. You know? <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, no. It's fun. I'm not doing it next weekend. We actually had a, a fun day. I um, I worked at eight. And then on Saturday on Saturday. And then I got off work at like three and some of our friends were like, Hey, we're going to swing by the restaurant and grab a drink. And I was like, I worked at three. Lily got off at three and I came in at three. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well I guess I could stay a little bit longer. I had a clean t-shirt to change into. And I'm still in like my little like athletic uh, khaki shorts that we wear at work. And I stayed for one drink and then one drink turned into a few. And then like the group kept growing and it was just one of those situations where you're like, ah, fine, like twist my arm. Like I had nothing better to, I was actually going to come home and do like podcast work and like emails and stuff, but. It's um, so boring compared to like hanging out with friends and a summer storm rolled in and that's always fun. Yeah, it was super fun. Changes the energy it of does, the day. It does. And then all of a sudden it just turned into a little bit of bar hopping. We ran the circuit a little bit. Still in my work clothes. I did have a change of socks though. I was literally in my hokas. I and then I got off at like eleven thirty. Lily came back for me, and then we went back out to the place that she came from. And so we're just like in the dive bar in our hokas and khaki shorts. It was hilarious. I loved it. I, I never felt like more free. I I could do anything in my hokas, and I did. You did. You did everything in your hokas. I went for a run. Yeah, on the street. You did push ups and squats and squats. <laughs> Little workout. Got some pizza. Yeah. The Zav really just like, uh, it saves you. And then it was two in the morning, came home, quick showers. Yes. Five minute like intermission, got back in the car, continued the evening. I don't know really, like, I don't, I don't know what part of me decided that like coming home and then going back out again too was a good idea. No, but like if we hadn't come back after and showered for like five minutes, I would have felt disgusting once we got back to their house. No, 100%. Yeah. Because I would have been work sweaty. No, I'm glad. And we got back in the car and the boys were like, wow, you, something smells good. <laughs> soap. <laughs> we don't smell bad anymore. And then we just- but I don't think we out. actually smelled that bad. It just was the fact that we well, smelled I didn't so smell much great, better. That's for sure. But they would have told us, it would be like, you guys smell so you bad. Guys reek. <laughs> no, it was- But like that post-work sweaty is just unreal. Yeah. But it, didn't, like it was hot all day. But it didn't matter because if you, you go to the dive bar, you're going to get sweaty too. So like, who cares? Yeah. And by that time, like no one's looking at your outfit. Like I, I will admit, I felt a little insecure at first. Like I really, went, yeah. well, I went to chop tank in a t-shirt and oh. I workout shorts and I'm like, I feel really out of place. But guys dress like that all the time, which I know, which is crazy. And then all these other girls are like full hair, full makeup, cute dresses. I felt very out of place. And then once I got to the other bar, I was like, this is chill. Well, Chop Tank's so classy. Yeah. And I felt. But you were there at like an earlier time, so maybe it didn't really matter. No, it, it didn't matter. No one cares, but I, I will admit, like, I was like, oh, I don't really. I like will say, out. though, the most fun nights I have are nights that I literally just go out in a huge t shirt and shorts, and I don't care at all. Yeah. 
like one time when I went to backyard in leggings and actually in this t-shirt it's a XL and then like four boys were like you look so comfy I was like I am comfortable and I'm having a blast Boundaries are the distance at which I can love you and me simultaneously. That is such a good quote. So Lex brought up a good topic for us to chat about today, and that is boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I think the practice of setting boundaries is something that you learn how to do. Well, and I think it just comes with experience. Like you're not going to know what you want and you need until you've kind of like fallen short. Oh, a hundred percent. And you only know what you know. And I think what you tolerate is a direct correlation between like the the past experiences that you've had. Mm -hmm. Once you say get hurt in a relationship or you put up with, you know, a rude boss or maybe like a friend that's mistreating you, Mm -hmm. like that is how you learn how to set boundaries and how you learn what you want. But I don't think that it's something that comes naturally. So Well, yeah. And they have to be personal. So. Oh, a hundred percent. You can't like listen to somebody say this this and this uh, you know these are my boundaries mm-hmm. and then you just are like wait I like that like you can like the boundaries and kind of like take a spin off of them but they definitely have to be personal otherwise you're not going to enforce them I pulled out this book Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown and I referenced this a lot but the first opening paragraph says this boundaries are prerequisites for compassion and empathy we can't connect with someone unless we're clear about where we end and where they begin too often we forget about the what is okay part and that leads to an unnecessary disconnection when we explain up front what's okay we move the focus to where it belongs this expression of your feelings or thinking is the problem it's okay to be pissed it's not okay to raise your voice and pound the table it's okay to change your mind it's not okay to assume that i'm okay with the changes without talking to me so the other day i wrote in my notes if you can't treat me in a way that honors me and my boundaries i'm not going to punish you i'm not going to be mean to you i'm not going to resent you or blame you i'm just not going to be around for it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna tolerate it yeah And honestly, I've done that a lot recently. I haven't burned bridges, but I've separated myself from things that don't fill my tank because that's my need in life to fill my tank, not to fill yours. Absolutely. I think you are definitely the type of person that is very giving. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't say pushover because that comes with a negative connotation, but you're very lax and chill. And I think being lax and being chill can mean sometimes that you're you enter pushover territory yeah and the other day you said something about like me being agreeable which is right I am agreeable so that makes me very like go with the flow but sometimes I don't stand up for myself um because I'm so just go with the flow yeah I'm just like eh, whatever like don't care about much which is that's a good quality to have but not in relationships where you need to be able to know what you want what you need so what do you think changed for you that you felt like you needed to implement hard boundaries when you have like a gut feeling this is that this isn't right you're you should just go ahead and say no and i feel like girls more than guys will do this in like an uncomfortable situation you'll push your boundaries so the other person doesn't feel as uncomfortable in this weird situation Or because you don't want to hurt their feelings. Yes. Okay, so like we were talking about last night when the boys were over here, I was talking about a date that I went on one time Mm -hmm. and how um, we were talking about like if the guy asks, can I kiss you? 
Yeah. Is that something that, you know, do you ask, can I kiss you? And all three of those guys were like, yeah, of course we ask. And then I talked about how like one time I was on a date and like, you know, I mean, we were like, it wasn't great, but like, it was okay. And I like, didn't mind that he kissed me. Cause like I kissed him back and stuff, but, um, he didn't ask. He just kind of like went for it. Mm-hmm. And like, I could have said no, because I was kind of like, Meh, like, I don't really care. I feel like, I don't know if I want that on the internet. Does that sound like bad? Okay. Everyone's been in a situation where you're like, yeah, I'll kiss you, but like, I'm not really feeling it. That's true. Yeah. So I guess I wasn't really feeling it, but I just like kissed him anyway. Cause I was like, whatever. And like, I knew that it would, would not go beyond a kiss and it definitely didn't. But if I were to be like, um, like, let's not, like, I would have like hurt his feelings. Like I would have like felt like I bruised his ego. It would have made it more awkward. Yeah. And so like, not like I'm hurt by it or anything, but I'm just like, you know, in that situation, I could have been like, no, like, let's just like, you mm-hmm. know, let's just chill. And then the the boys were just kind of like, dude, like you don't have to kiss him. Like mm-hmm. it's fine. I was like, well, I don't really care. But like, you know, looking back, it's like, I could have said no and been okay with hurting his feelings because. Cause you, you never see him again. Yeah. But the sad thing is that happens and at a greater magnitude so, so often. For me, that's built up to the point where I'm at now, where when it comes to relationships, dating, like the big stuff, I'm really not interested in entertaining anything unless it's like the real deal. Yeah. And it's hard to get to that point because when you're in like the stage of like, I'm never going to meet anybody if I just like resent all the guys and don't care anymore. Like how will I find the person if you know I'm waiting around for the real deal? Like you'll know. Yeah. Oh no. And I'm not worried in the slightest about like waiting around for the real deal. Like I'm just not interested in like entertaining and wasting your time. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess a new boundary that I've set is like everyone's a friend first. Mm -hmm. I think that's a a big, a big thing for me. We were talking about this last night. Like first dates are fun, but they're also so stupid because I like, like I enjoy getting to know people, but how much are you really getting to know on an hour lunch date conversation? Like you can get the vibe if you want to like spend more time with them or not. So I think that that's important. I think that we need to normalize being friends first. Like you don't have to kiss on a first date. I mean, if you want to, great. It doesn't have to be like romantic off the bat if it doesn't feel right. You know, do you have any like big first date boundaries? I created some recently. I don't know. I haven't like thought about that. I created one recently and I created it just on the fly. Because this guy was like, oh, like, I want to go back to your house, like, hang out for a little bit. And I was like, "Mm, I really don't want you going back to my house. And so I just said, I was like, well, I actually have um, a rule, which is a boundary. And I said, yeah, all first dates happen in public. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, I felt like was a really nice way of saying, like, no, you're not coming back to my house. Yeah, exactly. But you made it about yourself this is for me a boundary that i've set if he were to disrespect that then you would have called an uber and gone home anyway yeah absolutely a boundary shouldn't just be like wishful thinking it should just be done and respected yeah and i think that you have to share your boundaries too Mm -hmm. you can't just expect someone to know that you do or do not do this you have to vocalize it and yeah because nobody's a mind reader no absolutely not and in order for them to, you know, you can tell them the boundary, but then it's up to them to respect it. I heard this thing the other day on a podcast, though. It said, like, start romanticizing speaking up for yourself. Because you should. You should ask yourself, what should I speak up on? What's fair to expect? By saying what you need and what you want communicates how you feel. 
And so, like, if you're, like, willing to express all that stuff to somebody, then obviously you want to make, like, an effort to keep them in your life. But if they don't understand it, then, like, see ya. Not going to put up with, like, you just chilling and mistreating me. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. Sometimes we're faced with crossroads in life and we just don't know which path to take. I am definitely in a season of basically what the heck is going on? What am I going to do with my life? And life just can be really overwhelming sometimes. And I know as a 20 something, this is a very common theme that a lot of people are facing. Maybe you're feeling like you need a career change or you're feeling like your relationships or your friendships need a little TLC. Whatever it is, I'm a firm believer that therapy can help you map out your future and trust yourself to find the way forward. Personally, I found therapy to be wildly beneficial to my life. I've been able to uncover things about myself that I wouldn't have been able to figure out otherwise. I've definitely seen the positive impacts of therapy in my relationships and my friendships and just kind of my day-to-day life. I'll give you guys just a little example. Like today there was such like a minor little thing that could have turned into like a big a big like blow up but because i've been using tools and coping mechanisms that i've learned in therapy i was able to diffuse a situation that maybe a couple months ago when i didn't understand these coping mechanisms it would have become a much bigger deal so essentially therapy can just give you so many tools to stuff in your toolbox and pull out when maybe it's time to set boundaries like we talked about in today's episode or maybe when you're faced with a tough decision or really just learning how to empower yourself to be a better version of yourself it isn't just for people who've experienced like major traumas in their life if you've ever thought about starting therapy give BetterHelp a try let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. visit betterhelp.com 80 20 today to get 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp h-e-l-p.com 80 20 This episode is brought to you by Apostrophe. Have you ever woken up to a new acne breakout at quite literally the worst time? I know I have. As someone who has struggled with my skin for pretty much my entire life, I know how inconvenient and frustrating breakouts can be. I remember as a middle schooler, it was always so difficult to know what the right products were for my skin, what to do with my skin and all that stuff. And it was honestly just really overwhelming. Acne can get in the way of feeling confident in your skin. And that's why I'm super excited to partner with Apostrophe and tell you guys all about it. Apostrophe is an online platform that connects you with an expert dermatology team to get a customized acne treatment for your unique skin. Through Apostrophe, you get access to both oral and topical medications that use clinically proven ingredients to help clear acne. All you have to do is fill out the online consultation about your skin goals and your medical history, snap a couple selfies, and a dermatology provider will create a customized treatment plan. There's no in-person appointment or trip to the pharmacy needed, so it's all virtual, all online, and Apostrophe will actually send you the customized treatment from their pharmacy prescribed by your dermatologist. Apostrophe has a special deal for 8020 listeners. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash 8020 when you use code 8020. That's a saving of $15, and this code is only available for 8020 listeners. To get started, go to apostrophe.com slash 8020, click get started, then use code 8020 to sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you to Apostrophe for sponsoring this episode. I think for like friendship boundaries, I think a lot of times in friendships, it's easy to just 
pour everything on them because they are your friend and everything. I've just started to separate myself from things that like don't positively impact me. And it sucks to like feel that friendship fizzle away. But like if you're not going to sit here and like listen to what I have to say and like actually try to like help me and support me or just be like a sounding board, then you're not helping me at all. I would love to go on a little like side tangent about one-sided friendships. Can we take a little I have a lot of can we can we take a little side quest? Okay, so one-sided friendships, and then we can also tie this heavily into boundaries. I see this happen more in my older friendships. Maybe they're friendships that I'm continuing to hold on to and really giving and pouring into, and they're just very one-sided. I've definitely noticed patterns of like pouring into people that really aren't giving. They're just taking. Once again, I've decided like what I'm okay with versus what I'm not okay with. And then the friends that I'm pouring into with like giving nothing in return, I've just started to kind of, like you said, pull away from those friends because I can't continue to pour into people who aren't going to pour back into me. Well, and like it sucks to feel like you're the person who kind of like in a sense cut ties or like stepped back from, but if they don't understand why, then maybe they weren't your friend. True. Or may, or maybe you're just not right for each other right now. Or maybe you had a false a false definition of what your friendship was. Yeah, because like for me, I have multiple friends that like for a while I would I was doing all the work. And then I stopped doing the work, didn't hear from them. What do you mean by the work? Texting, calling, etc.? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like, you know, obviously if, you know, as a good friend, you listen to their problems and stuff, but then part of me was like, oh, well maybe they don't have the energy to listen to mine, but a good friend at least like creates some, something to give back. A little bit of space for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I will say, and I'm not defending those friends that didn't give you space. I'm pointing out a pattern that I've seen is that some friends are supposed to be your fun friends, your party friends. Some friends are supposed to be your, you know, school friends. Like I remember oh, high yeah, school, I no, like absolutely. friends that and like I would sit with at the lunch table and would never see them outside of school. Some friends are going to be your yeah. therapist friends, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Not everyone can fit every job description. No, and, and I totally, we, we had that conversation ages ago. And I, then I labeled my friends as who was doing what kind of thing. And then I, once I did that, I didn't expect one thing from the person who wasn't supposed to be that friend you know what I mean when it came to those friends that you wanted to pull away from what boundaries did you set to kind of put up a little bit more of a guard when the fun friend isn't fun to be around anymore that was their job to be fun and they're not fun anymore because we're very different and they don't understand anything that's going on in my life They have no idea. They've just been trapped in their bubble and we're just completely like not even on different pages anymore, just different books. And so it sucks to be the person who pulls away and steps back from everything because then you feel guilty. But I'm tired of feeling feeling guilty for that when I know it's just like you don't understand where I'm at. And every time I try to understand where you're at, I just get frustrated. I just started responding when I had the energy to respond. So your boundary was, I will talk to you when I have the energy for you, if I have the energy for you. Yeah. And it's and that's because a hard, like, that's a hard boundary to set. Absolutely. But, but don't expect me to drop everything I'm doing to carve out all this time for you or, or travel to where you are when 
I can barely keep up with my own stuff. But you don't see that because you don't ask. The other day, I sent a message in that big group message. I was like, okay, wellness check. You're in that. Our other sister's in that. Some other friends. And that's, I think that that's a mature adult relationship there. Mom's not texting with her girlfriends 24-7 of the day and, like, you know, asking them how they're doing. When they see each other or make plans, they talk about that. I think that that's the most annoying thing about our generation is our fucking phones. A hundred percent. Because you expect me to be on all the time. And even if I'm physically on my phone, sometimes it's just like my mental break to scroll mindlessly. My problem with the texting thing is that I will see a message and then I will glance at it and I'm like, okay, I got to respond to that. And then I don't respond to it right away. And then it just falls deeper and deeper and deeper down into the like line of text that I need to respond to. There's like a couple group yeah. messages at the top that I'm like in because like either they're funny or they're urgent and I can respond to those right away. Or they're like pinned. Or no, if they're pinned, I'm responding because those are like the homies. But like, <laughs> yeah. But if if it's anyone else, like things just get so lost in translation. And I definitely think like for me, a boundary has been like I'm gonna sit down and respond to text when I have the time to. Mm-hmm. And like if like it's normal not to hear from me for like three or four days because I just forgot to respond and I'm just not a good texter. Also a boundary that I've set is I don't want to just text boys. No, it's so annoying. Like getting, like, I guess kind of rounding it out into relationships again. I had someone connect me with a guy and it, like we were just like texting a little bit. We texted for like 10 days and then he finally was like, hey, like, what are you doing tonight? And I was like, well, I'm kind of busy. I don't want to just text all the time. Yeah, well, but like in that situation, it was probably good to like get a little feel for like, okay, what do you like to do? What do you, because it's a, it was a blind date basically, but. Well, a blind date that never happened because he never asked. And also, like I said earlier, I don't want to continue to entertain like random potential relationships when I'm like, I I don't want to waste my time and I also don't want to waste someone else's time. Like I'd rather hang out with my friends than go on a date, which is like kind of sad, but like nothing seems intriguing to me right now. I have like mixed feelings about little dates because I think if I say no, it's like a missed opportunity. But at the same time, I look back sometimes and like, that was so stupid. But like, it was never a waste of my time. I enjoy getting to know people. You kind of know if it's not going to lead anywhere. But if your gut's kind of telling you like, meh, whatever, I don't know. Like, That's why what I was going to say. Kind of going back to this idea of like, what's okay and what's not okay. And the concept that boundaries are the distance at which I can love you and me simultaneously. I think that kind of like wraps in a nutshell my perception of boundaries. And I had a situation uh, maybe like a year ago now. I had a situation where someone really like proved to me what a hard boundary is. And I think it really changed my perception of the way that I deserve to be treated and the way that boundaries are upheld. I guess I'll give you guys a little bit of context. I met this guy and at first it was kind of like a little bit of like maybe a romantic interest. Um, And then very quickly it turned into like, wait, you're cool. You're cool too. Okay. We're not going to kiss. We're not going to like hook up. We're not going to do anything because he wanted to protect his energy and his heart. And And your friendship because he knew if you, you guys went there, it wouldn't be the same. Exactly. And simultaneously, he protected me in my heart. And 
because of that, we're still really close friends. Consider him one of my best friends. It was mutual though. It was, it was like a mutual, just like such a mutual, like love and respect. And I wouldn't even like toss out the term friend zone. Like people are going to listen and be like, oh, like someone got put in the friend zone. But I know I think that it was like a hard boundary that led to a really cool platonic friendship because of boundaries. I think that hard boundary really proved to me when you actually care about someone, you're willing to sacrifice your own desires and your own. I think instant gratification is such a huge problem and it's really nice to constantly have pretty much whatever you want at your fingertips. Like you can literally go on Amazon prime and order something and it will be at your door in like two hours. And our society has become so equipped to instantly have whatever we want. And by saying, okay, I'm not going to bend a knee to this because I respect you too much. I respect me too much. And I think our society really heavily applauds hookup culture and like doing and getting whatever you want whenever you want and for the first time I think this boundary taught me that like I don't have to subscribe to these ideas and I don't have to live like everyone like you know live the way that society like tells you that you have to live like I can kind of uh, raise my standards and like the the bar the bar needs to be higher you know well and not only that it just showed you that like going back to short-term fulfillment uh, or instant gratification that friendship could have ended after a few hookups but instead now you'll have long-term fulfillment as best friends and having each other's back all the time yeah because on the flip side of lily's story i went full in with a dude we dated um and after a few months a big life change happened so that wasn't that wasn't like our our relationship falling apart but it just it was a life change that was kind of like set up from the beginning but um whatever we knew that was coming and then um I just recently started to stand up for myself and be like listen up like if you're not gonna give me the same investment that I'm investing in you that I'm done. And he didn't like that. And I was so fucking proud of you, <laughs> dude. Literally, I will continue to just like sing your praises your whole life for like Stan. And he's a great dude. No, I was gonna say, great I guy. love him. I think I always will have love for him, but not the way that I did before that conversation. Because you got to, and it took so much power for you to finally come to terms with the fact that like okay you know what maybe I'm not getting what I deserve and for you to be able to see your value and your worth and know that like okay I'm gonna make a really hard phone call and it's not gonna go the way that I want it to go but I need to set a boundary and say okay I either want you in or I want you out and we can't you know it's got to be black or white we can't have a gray area for you to say those things took guts and, and that goes back to me being like very, very agreeable and yeah. pushover. Because you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. You don't want to inconvenience anyone. You don't want to say no. Like, Well, and I pushed it off for so long because I didn't want to inconvenience him. Yeah. He has shit to do in his own life and that's fine. Um, but I chose to respect his feelings and not my own. 
And that's, I think one of the things I said to him in my opening statement, <laughs> I literally like laid it all on the line. And I was like, I can't keep doing everything for you, but not anything for myself. And, um, yeah, I knew when I rang the phone that it was not going to go in the way that I really wanted to and hoped, but you know, I, I called for answers and I got my answer and I can't be angry. There's not a bone in my body that's angry or mad at him or resent him. Um, because I asked for the truth and I got the truth, but I, I set a boundary in that relationship. I said, don't call me, don't text me. I, I can't have you in my life and move on at the same time. That's just not going to work. That hurt probably, I don't know if it hurt me more to say it or for him to hear it. Maybe it was equal, but like for me, I think that that was almost like really freeing to be like, don't contact me because now I finally was like, I have my power back. Do you think, okay, well then you just answered my question. I was going to say, do you think that setting a boundary kind of like freed you to some degree? Absolutely, because I was like, all right, like not only is this going to stop being like a blockade for me to live my life? Because I was always like kind of turning back to the past, like things would come up and I'd be like, Oh, well, but, but like back then and like maybe it could still be now, um, that, that barricade's gone. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. That's free. Um, I had permission directly from him to move on. So that was cool too. And I also, prove to myself that I can stand my ground and stand up for myself and not I'm, I don't feel guilty for anything that I said on the phone so I think that proved to myself that like you can say what you want and say what you feel and either be respected or disrespected but no matter what you did what was right for you in that situation so that's what matters I think in your situation you know boundaries are gonna come about in every relationship that you ever have or every friendship that you ever have or any interaction with a human that you ever have for you, the boundary setting just happened at the end rather than at the beginning, which I think is really unfortunate. Well, but like this goes back to whatever I said earlier. It's like your boundaries can't be, Oh, I hope that it was like this, or I hope it's like this. Your boundary has to be your boundary and you enforce it. So that's what the conversations were. And both people have to know about the boundary. But like a while ago, we had conversations. And I, I remember saying like, don't be my pen pal. Either all in or on all out. But like, it wasn't enforced after he left. So it wasn't It wasn't like we were on the same page about it. Mm-hmm. And and I that that's my fault too, because I didn't enforce that. I allowed him to keep being my pen pal. You guys already know, it is Healing Girl Summer. And I would have to say that one of the most influential and healing parts of my wellness journey was by far my time at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. I enrolled in 2020. I was taking a little bit of time off college and it was really just a time in my life where I had so many questions about my body. I originally enrolled because I wanted to know more about nutrition and what food could do for my body, but I graduated with 
so much more. The program is the broadest and most comprehensive curriculum out there covering seven different categories, physical health, nutrition, mental and emotional health, primary food, spirituality, coaching, and business. And to me, my time at IAN was way more than just a certification. I used the tools I learned in the health coaching training program in my daily life, like how to go into everything with a beginner's mindset active listening skills and how to put primary foods first. If you know, you know, it's almost like I could embrace coaching as a lifestyle, not just as a job. Graduating from IIN was one of the driving forces behind this podcast. I originally started to talk about food, to talk about health coaching, and it has transformed into so much more. With teachers like Gabby Bernstein, Will Cole, and Melissa Wood, you will learn from the best of the best. If you've ever been interested in learning more about your mind and body on a whole new level, this program is for you. The next class begins on September 18th, so sign up today. Click the link in the show notes to check out a sample class or mention my name, Lily Rayco, during enrollment for a generous tuition discount. Again, click the link in the show notes to check out a sample class or mention my name, Lily Rayco, during enrollment for a generous tuition discount. I can't wait to watch you grow in your potential and unlock a life you love with IIN's health coaching training program. Just to kind of recap for you guys, a couple easy steps to set boundaries. We've talked through some examples, some personal situations, a lot in the realm of like dating and relationships. And when it comes to setting boundaries, I think first and foremost, you have to know what your priorities are. You have to know what your intention is going into. Since we've talked a lot about relationships, we'll just say really, you know, going into the relationship, you have to know what you're, what you want out of it. And if you don't know what you want out of it, if you're just going to explore and just see where this goes, which is a big thing that our society subscribes to, oh, let's just see where this goes. Just seeing where this goes means that no one has any boundaries at all. And so you're just going to end up hurting yourself even more because you are just seeing where it goes. And like, that's like getting in your car and just driving around aimlessly. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. And so if you're just in this like oh let's see where this goes like don't get me wrong I do that all the time and it's never led me to a solid relationship so there we go Uh either you want it now or you don't want it at all and if you want to see where it goes just say all right let's just be friends you cut out all the romantic stuff if you hang out one-on-one don't don't say like oh this is a date like just hang out like you would any other friend can we straight up just normalize just being friends with guys yeah like so often either you're romantically involved with a guy or you have a crush on him or or the alternative is like then all the guys just want to date you it's like can we just all be friends and like can can we please just take the pressure off and don't get me wrong i think i have a crush on like all my guy friends because obviously if i'm allowing them to be in my life they have qualities that i really like yeah that doesn't mean that I like, oh my God, I'm like really crushing hard. Like, no, they're valuable people and they add value to my life. So as, as any relationship should. Yeah. Romantic or platonic. Romantic or platonic. Absolutely. I think too, um, communication is key here. Once you know what your priorities are, what you will tolerate, what you will not tolerate, communicate those things. Because if both parties know about the boundary, there's no reason for anyone to cross it. And then trust your gut too. know that if, mm-hmm. if you feel like this person can't uphold the boundary or you feel like this is the other crazy thing too. Like when you set a boundary with someone, I think it has to be the responsibility of yes, both parties to respect it, 
but mainly the person who wrote the boundary. They have to be the ringleader. Well, because if you wrote it, but you're not practicing it, then that just confuses the other side. Yep. And then it's like, oh, well, this person said that, you know, this wasn't okay, but, you know, we're still going to do it anyway. No, like if you want to set a boundary, you got to uphold it. That shows incredible leadership, so much about your character, just trustworthiness. Like I think when you, when you do the things that you say you're going to do, good shit happens. And then you got to be consistent. Consistency is key here for sure. Like if you're the one who set the boundary, fall into that leadership role, uphold the boundary, toss a little bit of consistency in there. And don't compromise. Don't, don't tell the other person your boundaries and then then be like, well, but like, what if, and then come to like a mutual ground. No, if it's something that's important to you enough to speak up about it, don't compromise. Right. Well, and you know, you can, you can leave space to hear an alternative, uh, an alternative side and, and that that would be things. cool to create a boundary together yeah oh absolutely because when you're both involved then it's important to both of you yeah absolutely but um no or another thing too is someone could bring up something that's a boundary and you're like you know what actually i think that that's cool just be so transparent in your intentions and your assumptions about the relationship that there's no what ifs and buts it's just it is and the right people will not leave you because you're enforcing a boundary. Just be so transparent and don't don't be fearful of them leaving. If you're like, no, dude, I'm actually, I, I like you a lot and I really want to see what you think about maybe advancing this. And if they're like, mm, nah, you didn't lose a friend. You just lost someone who was just leading you on. Damn girl. Yeah, no, you're right. And I, I don't like to ask. I don't like to have the, oh, what are we what question. Are we? Yeah. But you have to be transparent in what you what you want. I think when you open up the question of what are we, you are giving them permission to define what you want. I don't think, did that make any sense? Um, no, I don't no. think it did. I, I don't think that uh, saying uh, what are we and letting them figure it out, that's what will make you more yeah. confused. Okay, that's what I meant. But I think that if you're like, hey, dude, let's sit down and chat. And then you're like, listen, I really, really have strong feelings about you. And I would love to advance this with you. What do you think? If you're confused and you're wondering, you shouldn't continue to be confused. I don't know why, but I just always feel like I want to leave it like up to him. No, I'm t- I'm tired of doing that. I'm I quit doing that. <laughs> I'm going to be direct and if they don't like it, then bye. See ya. I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not going to be around for that confusion anymore. I think I'm entering into that territory. I don't think I've had like a love interest in such a long time because I maybe don't want to get hurt. I like don't even want to like set myself up to have a crush on someone because no, I don't You want- literally don't even like, like guys will ask for your number and you'll give it to them and then you just don't text back. Because- no, I have like, <laughs> but like, but that's fine. Maybe that's the season you're in. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't need a boyfriend because I don't want to give energy to people that I'm really not that interested in, which is like sad to say, but I'm just like, but I, I will really say care. the only thing I don't like about that statement and you say it a lot, I don't want to give energy to people I'm not interested in. That's fine. But you need to leave space to potentially become interested in people because them saying like, Hey, what's up? And then you would be like, oh, I don't want to text. It's like, <laughs> okay, but if you never text them back, you're never going to hang out and you're never going to even give your oppor- give yourself an opportunity to potentially be interested in them. 
in a friendship way or romantic way because if you never text back then you're never gonna hang out no and i totally get what you're saying but i'm like i would rather it be like storybook sparky you know like i she's rolling her eyes no but i'm like like literally i get that but like (laughs) you you continue to write your storybook i won't (laughs) (laughs) no but i will and like I, i don't know i think it'll happen when it happens i just can't bring myself to fucking text someone like i'm sorry but like, I don't want to text you like, what's up? Oh, like not much, just working on the podcast. Like that's my response. If you ask me like, what's up? Like what's new? I'm probably saying, oh, I've just been working on the podcast. Like that's it. Or send me a funny, funny meme or like call me. But like- Yeah, no, I, I would rather have a phone call than a text like, for sure. Hey, I'm in the neighborhood. I'm going to stop by or like, hey, I don't know. Just like, I don't want to text you about my day. I'd rather just talk to you or we just go grab drinks or something but I get what you're saying. Like, I guess I should like hold space for people or whatever, but I hold space for the people in my life that I love. And I don't think that I continue to have capacity to text someone, what's up, how's your day? No, when, I, I totally like, I, get that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to Snapchat people. I don't, I'm really just not interested in like exploring. If like, if I were to meet someone that I think could really go somewhere, I would absolutely entertain it. I just don't, I don't know. I don't care. No, I totally get that. And you like know? in a perfect and world. Then, and then why would I want to lead him on? If I already know in my gut, I don't care. Absolutely. I get that for sure. And I totally understand what you're saying whole, about the whole texting thing. Boundary, don't text. <laughs> I'm on don't do, text not, I'm on do not disturb. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I totally get that. Um, Like in a perfect world, you know, the kid that asked for my number on Saturday night you know, I wish you would have been like, hey, you were really cool to chat with. Like, would you want to hang out and have lunch on Monday? That'd be perfect. I'd be headed off to have lunch. You'd be at lunch right now. Yeah. And like, I thought he was like kind of cute. Like we had a cool, like get to know you like quick five minute conversation. But now he's like text me about like my favorite bar to dance at. I don't care. I'm not going to answer. That's dumb. We could talk about that if you want asked to hang out. Yeah. And like, I don't, that's like i don't i don't want to do that like talk, like honestly like screw the talking stage you know like either like let's just go on a couple dates obviously it's important to get to know someone but let's just be friends first mm-hmm. yeah for sure case in point we've talked a ton about boundaries and what we're tolerating and what we're not tolerating but i'm gonna toss the talking stick to you you're gonna share some newfound boundaries of yours and I'll share some. Well, I feel like I only have like a small list because um, we're still working. Um, it's, it's been, a, it's it's been one week since I did my boundary self-seeking. <laughs> no, but I think that this is good. And this is this podcast episode can be used as somewhat of a reflection. Yeah. And like, you know, a tool, like a therapeutic tool to some degree. And like, you know, the, you setting that hard boundary, someone's going to listen and be like, you know what? It's time that I have that conversation. It's time that I make that tough phone call, yeah. you know? and No, for sure. I mean- and I don't even think it would be like a boundary, but just almost like a new way of life for me. Just fucking stand up for myself. Yeah. And speak my truth. I've always been um, very outspoken, but I don't think that I've ever been like, mm, I don't like that. I'm going to say something about it. No, you've never been that way. All right. My time and money are my own and I can share it in my own discretion. I'm not going to drop everything that I'm doing to go travel to 
hang out with somebody who isn't giving me the same energy as I'm giving them. I'm not going to do it. Um, I'm not going to move things around for other people, which sounds harsh, but pretty much every single week I have at least somewhat of the same schedule as far as like teaching yoga and stuff. I'm not going to ask somebody to cover my yoga class so that I can go do this, this and that with that person or potentially. Wait, was that a, was that a request at one point? Um, some people have been like, well, you always are teaching that class. I'm like, yes, that's my class. Cause I have the 5 30 PM time slot. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, dating boundaries and this, I feel like all the ones I wrote are kind of more once you get into the relationship, but first one generic communicate relationship assumptions for sure i guess that's at the start but definitely throughout if you ever feel weird like just say something and i think that there's a way of doing it without like scaring someone off you know Mm -hmm. like and the right person will be like you know thank you for sharing that with me you know either i feel the same way or thank you for sharing that with me i don't think i feel the same way and i'd rather get hurt like sooner than go on and on and on just to be like oh like you know I never really felt that way but like we're just gonna see where this goes ha ha ha. most of the time relationships are confusing and they're disappointing accepting where you are and what you need and knowing that that's not right for you just puts you on the road to success well and I I think setting boundaries helps with that confusion Mm -hmm. I don't think relationships should be confusing at all and I think if you're confused you deserve clarity Mm -hmm you know yeah for sure and then that's we get into what are we that's really really confusing yeah but I like that quote people say it all the time it's like if they like you you'll know it if you're confused then that's your answer or something like that I'm a separate person with separate identity although we're similar and enjoy the same things and people we don't have to be attached at the hip um we don't have to go to the same events all the time we don't have to hang out every second of every day I think that that's where toxic relationships come in. And then that kind of segues into, I have the right to my privacy, meaning that you won't have my location, my passwords, my personal thoughts, unless I share them with you. I'm open to the whole location thing. Like you have my location, but you're not. I don't want to have a guy's location. I don't care. I don't care what you're up to. And you really shouldn't care what I'm up to because if we're that transparent, you'll know what I'm doing, but I don't need to know like, oh my God. Uh, he just jumped from this this restaurant with his friends and now he's at the sandwich shop like I can't believe that like that's so stupid you didn't have my location before we started to date or when we knew each other so why do you have it now I'm I'm open to the idea of sharing it as far as like safety goes but it's nice to like check like oh is Lexi walking home from work <laughs> you know like yeah but like at that but it's like it's truly unnecessary when people start taking advantage of that and start using it against you y- you kind of can't recover because nowadays everybody gets a fucking notification when anything happens so if you were to unshare your location then they get a notification and then that's a fight mm-hmm. people girlfriendships have done that to me i've stopped sharing my location they've been like why did you do that and then they start a fight yes it happened in high school it literally happened like three weeks ago like because you really yes i'm like what you don't have the right to i don't want people to know where i am no no i don't care wow i did not know that that happened to you like so recently like i was like i just i was like i just stopped sharing my location with everybody and we're not that close that like she should have it 
It's just stupid. And I like, still have a location from a, a number that I don't even know who they are. Really? Oh, look. And it was from when I was like in college. And really? I'm like, this girl has no idea that she's still sharing her location with me. <laughs> a couple boundaries that I've set. I've been kind of crystal clear about it the whole episode. Like I'm really not entertaining anything romantic. Um, I think the best relationships start as friendships. So I'd rather just be friends with guys and just mm -hmm. like have fun and like laugh. And I think once you take the pressure of like the intimate part of relationships out of it, you can have so much more fun. And that intimate part is so, so important when it's like the right place and time. Yeah. But um, I've had a very interesting past couple like healing this girl whole year <laughs> has been so weird but like my my healing girl summer um has really really um shifted my perspective on the intimate piece of relationships and what i'm willing to put up with and what i'm not willing to put up with and i would love to do a whole i mean that's really really vulnerable um doing an episode on that if it's emotional connection the physical's better if it's just physical, you can't open up because you're like, that's all they see me as. Hit the nail on the head, sister. We might have to do a part two to this episode. Yeah. All right. And I got a meeting in like okay. 10 minutes. Um, um, so we should probably wrap this soon. But let's let's actually follow up on this. Um, I, I would love to talk about like, you know, where we're both kind of at in that department. Okay. <laughs> no. So the whole family can listen to us. Yeah. Life. No, literally. <laughs> uh, all, all I will say is like, I, you can do whatever you want, plain and simple. I feel like that episode would like, I don't want to say like toe the line, but I think people. Uh, no. And if they take it that way, then maybe they, they don't think highly of themselves. But, um, I think that after a while you, you get, could, you get no, to a point where you're like this, this, this sucks. This is so devaluing everything that I am. And I cannot for one more second stand the green light, like the glowing green light that society gives to hookup culture. Mm -hmm. It is, I mean, the fact that we literally can log on to dating apps and just have our, have our pick. Like you can literally just pick someone, take them out for one drink and then take them home. Mm -hmm. And if that's what you're into, go for it. But in my personal experience, that has not led to anything it's just great in my me, life it is me steps backward it's taken me down this is so multifaceted so like it doesn't even like scratch the surface but like that coupled with trying to figure out what the fuck i'm supposed to do in my life coupled with the pressure of work coupled with so many other things like have just spiraled into like the the lowest of lows i could have ever imagined and you know coming back up from that I've decided that hookup culture is not something that I want to be a part of. So like boundaries set, I'd rather just be friends with everyone and just let, you know, if, if something, you know, good happens in a relationship form, so be it. But until then I'm just, just chilling. Yeah. On Ditto. that note, on that note, I have a meeting to get to, so I got to wrap this podcast, but thank you guys so much for listening to us. Just have a little therapy sash, a little, little deep girl chat about boundaries hope that it inspired you to kind of just like check in with your what you're what you're prioritizing and you know what you kind of like just desire and like want out of your life and know but that it's okay like to set a boundary 
Yeah. Know that it's okay, but don't put pressure on yourself if you're not there yet. I think it takes a while. And I think that there's like a lot of a lot of push to do this, this, and this. But if you can't do it naturally, it's not for you right now. You got to get to a place that it feels, you feel so deep in your core that this has to happen this way. And this is what I'm okay with. And this is what I'm not okay with. And if you don't have that deep, deep, deep seated feeling, you can enforce the boundary. Let's do a part two to this. Maybe record like next week or the week after. Um, Just kind of continuing on this topic. Um, Because I think that, there should be some interesting feedback and I'd love to hear it. So let me know what you guys think. Um, you guys can follow along on the podcast Instagram at 8020pod or you can follow me at Lily Rayco or Lexi at Lex Rayco. Are you private? All right, then follow Soulful Lex. That's her yoga account. All right, see you guys. See you guys. Bye. Bye.